0: Folks, the season is rapidly approaching, and as we only have a few weeks before training camp and uh, preseason gets underway, obviously the Winnipeg Jets have a lot of decisions to make, and quite frankly, you know, the team is probably going to look a little bit different than we're used to uh, with new head coach Rick Bonus. I want to talk about some things to watch out for during preseason and some things that I might expect for this upcoming uh, next few weeks on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLovingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, like I said at the top, um, I wanted to spend some time talking about preseason, right? Uh, This is usually not the most exciting time for a lot of teams, but for fans, uh, this is a really good chance to see some prospects, maybe get excited and hyped about some new line combos, and see the debuts of some new signings if you haven't gotten a chance to see them during training camp scrimmages. So um, obviously, Winnipeg did skip a little bit of the uh, typical preseason fanfare. Uh, I think there were some instructional camps or something that Winnipeg ended up sitting out this year. And, you know, there was some fan outcry over this. So this is going to be the the first real taste of NHL action Jets fans have had since Winnipeg got uh, knocked out of the playoff race several months ago. Obviously, uh, I'm sure Winnipeg fans are a little bit starved for some hockey and the expectations for the season. I don't know if they're high, but I think people are um, putting a lot of hopes on this season. Even if they don't really expect a big outcome, they are still hoping that the the Jets make a deep playoff run under uh, head coach Rick Bonas. So before we kind of talk about the preseason, there was actually a signing this past weekend, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you may have missed it or even uh, weren't really too interested in it. And I have to say, this one actually was kind of out of left field, but I don't mind it. Uh, this is Sam Gagné signing for one year at just around league minimum or so, uh, like 775 k which for me is really good value for what Gagné brings. I don't think Sam is the kind of guy who's going to completely change Winnipeg's entire top nine or anything. But if you're looking for a guy who's like a half-decent finisher, somebody who has traditionally been able to keep up with most skilled centers, uh, and can actually play down the middle if you really need him to. is not bad. I mean, again, you're not really expecting uh, anything world-beating out of um, Gagne's contributions, but if you're looking for a guy who might actually be a decent third-line scoring option or maybe in a pinch flexed into your second line or something, I think Sam might actually be capable of doing that. And again, for a year at under or or just around league minimum, You really can't be upset under a million. That's pretty decent. And I think he'll be more than worth that money. Uh, I am a little bit sad that, you know, the Jets ended up moving on from Yevgeny Zvechnikov. I felt like Zvech would have been a great one to bring back uh, and really fortify this bottom six because, again, you know, this this depth unit doesn't really have a lot of defensive ability. It doesn't have a ton of high-end offensive skill. And I think, you know, Zvech and company would have been, decent additions uh, to, to have this lineup um, really fortify the bottom two lines and give bonus a little bit more to work with. Uh, as much as I think Gagne can certainly contribute offensively, it's not like he's going to completely change the makeup of the entire uh, depth unit. So, you know, I'm hoping for uh, Sam to have a pretty productive year. I expect he'll have a decent showing for this team and and giving us at least what I hope is a pretty good show. I think Sam can be, you know, a modest 25 to 30 point kind of guy. Am I expecting a lot from him? Probably not. I I think Gagne, again, more comfortably sits on the third line, but I kind of want to see if Bonus is planning to use him more in the top six. Um, I can't imagine that that's what he was signed for. Uh, I think Gagne is most likely on the third or fourth line. And I think that that is uh, where you would probably want to keep him. Um, I think if he's getting into your top six, you might have some injury issues or concerns, which if that's the case, then yeah, Gagne kind of moving up in the lineup, totally okay with that. But if bonus opts to use him on the second line or something uh, straight out of camp, I might be a little bit concerned about that. I don't know that he really has uh, quite the game that, that, you know, would really suit that role. So We'll keep an eye on this. I think it is it is like an option, um, but I'm also curious to know where exactly he plays, uh, since he does have the ability to play down the middle. I could imagine a scenario where he does maybe anchor that fourth line, but I think you know David Gustafson most likely has that spot. So uh, my guess is um, you know Gagne is probably meant for Lowry. I can't imagine many other fits unless they want to use him maybe on the fourth line with Gustafson. Uh, give David a little bit of skill to work with, um, you know, some NHL veteran experience. Gagne knows this game. He's been around the league for a long time. And look, he's not going to be the kind of guy that is going to light the world on fire. But honestly, if you pair it with Gustafson, that might actually be one of the higher skilled combos the Jets have had in terms of a fourth line in several years. For the most part, the Jets have kind of settled more with um Low skill, kind of grindy veteran forwards for this unit, which I, I think certainly has value in certain areas. More so uh, if they find good players for p- penalty killing and defensive value, but traditionally we don't get a lot of that. So I would be kind of excited to see Gus and Gagne working together. I think Gagne is a very good mentor to have, um, you know, offering some supporting advice for uh, scoring and, and finishing touches. And I think he'll work well with a guy like Gustafsson, who's got great vision and understands space really well to create good passing and shooting lanes. So, uh, you know, again, this is kind of me trying to get as hype about a a depth signing as humanly possible because we haven't had a lot to latch on to. But I think Gagne and especially coming into preseason, I kind of want to see how he fits in. I'd love for him to maybe be, you know, a 15 to 20 goal scorer. Do I think that that's realistic? Probably not. Do I hope it does happen? Yeah, it'd be pretty uh, pretty, darn, pretty darn spiffy. So we'll keep an eye on that. But of course, that is hardly the only uh, training camp and preseason storyline to keep an eye on. We'll talk about a few more that I think are worth spotlighting in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BuiltBar.com. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. If you're wondering what a Built Bar is to begin with, well... It's a protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. Built Bar Puffs add even more flavor and texture to the product you already love, and they've got some great new flavors, including Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. It's like having actual cookie dough. You've got those chunks inside. You've got that great chocolate outside. Again, you know, it's it's having cookie dough, but with none of the guilt or hassle. You don't have to sit there scooping in Lord knows how many eggs and stirring it for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Instead, you've got it in a handy dandy protein bar form. And best of all, it's actually good for you. It clocks in at only 160 calories and is loaded with a whopping 15 grams of protein. If you want to give that a shot, be sure to go to Bilt.com and place your order right now. But if you're not really sure if this one flavor is just for you, they've also got a variety box that gives you up to 12 different flavors and honestly, I think it's a great way to experience Bilt's uh, really great product line. You can find so many different flavor options. I might recommend Raspberry dark chocolate if it's your first time. But again, I will let you explore and pick your favorite flavors. But of course, we're not going to send you off without letting you know about a pretty great offer that just for locked on offer or locked on listeners we've got for you. Go to Build.com and when you're checking out, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Again, at checkout, that is promo code LOCKED15 for Build.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are checking in on some thoughts about uh, the upcoming Winnipeg Jets preseason because This year, I think there is a lot more uncertainty than usual, which I think is just the general theme of the Jets. Winnipeg hasn't exactly been very forthcoming about their plans for the year. We can only sort of extrapolate and and guess based on what we're seeing from the team, what moves they've made. And I I think a lot of folks are kind of cognizant of the fact that things are not looking great for this year. But, you know, all that said, we're going to try and be as positive as possible um, and, and maybe get a little bit of excitement in. I think this year, though, especially for preseason, this is kind of a chance for Bones to figure out what he's got to work with because the Jets really didn't bring too much in, aside from Gagne, Stenlund, uh, Riddick, of course, and some you know depth pieces for the Moose. But looking at the NHL squad, I think the biggest thing for him is figuring out if he can convince Blake Wheeler to maybe move off that first line. I have a hard time imagining this to be the case, uh, especially for like a first time Jets coach, him coming in and shaking things up. I think he's going to be um, balanced in this area. I think he wants to be careful about upsetting the cart completely. But I think he also knows this team has been inexcusably poor for several years now. And, you know, some of that he might look at as having been partially on the leadership of the team, partially on the locker room, partially on some of the players. Uh, I know he views, I'm sure he views coaching as part of this whole thing. But, you know, once you're kind of coming into this situation, as much as you want to improve things, you also have to be careful that you don't upset the cart too much and you end up pissing everyone off. No one wants to work with you. And the people that you kind of have to rely on as being the leaders under your purview, they're not going to really listen to you. So I think this is a really tight like a tight situation. My hope is that Wheeler is willing to kind of step back this year and finally kind of hand over the reins. I know that there was talk of him potentially getting traded. That didn't happen because Winnipeg wanted to retain um 0% of his cap hit and move all of that money off the books, but obviously that's not really an easy sell for most NHL teams. So if he does decide to stick around and they don't trade him heading into preseason, which I can't guarantee it's not going to happen at some point. I don't expect it to, but if he's still here, um, then he's got to kind of think about his long-term role with this team and the best way to kind of support the squad. Because if he would just accept a demotion to like the third line, which I don't know is necessarily as bad as somebody might imagine it to be, uh, if you have like a a pretty good, pretty deep top nine, then getting moved down and, and taking a few minutes off might really be to to Wheeler's benefit, to the team's benefit, um, and he can still be a really serviceable, really useful passer and creator, which I think the, de- you know, the, the bottom lines and depth lines, like I said earlier, could absolutely use. So I kind of want to see what Bonus does with this. Uh, he did say previously, I'm pretty sure that he was going to make a point of kind of calling out players that he felt weren't really performing up to standards, which... Shifley in the past might have fallen under this category. I'm really curious to know what Mark looks like this year. I would love to see a rejuvenated Shifley, somebody who looks like he's happy at work again and just really flying around, creating all sorts of opportunities and you know maybe offering a little bit more defensive support than usual, but uh, that part of his game I can't really say I'm expecting a lot of, so at least offensively, let's just hope that he's he's got his uh, shooting boots on and he's ready to really show off those silky mitts that we know um, he's really got stored for us. And, you know, he used to be, and in many ways is still one of our top creators. So I'm hoping for a big year for him. Uh, in terms of like preseason, again, I want to see him separated from Wheeler. That combo just hasn't really worked well. But uh, this is also a chance for a guy like Brad Lambert to maybe show off what he can do if he's given a top six deployment during preseason. I think Brad is still probably a ways off from being an NHL regular. But at least in preseason, you know, he's got a lot of skill and I would like to see what he could do alongside somebody like Shifley because um, Lambert at one point I think was thought to maybe be a potential long-term center, but it's mostly transitioned to being a primarily wing projection for him, which I think for the Jets would still be fine. Uh, Lambert is a great transition skater. He's got, you know, fantastic offensive instincts and skating. So, I kind of feel like out wide that probably makes more sense for him anyways, um, where he can kind of use that explosiveness and, and edge work to just sort of get by defenders. And while I don't think that he's gonna have the ability to really earn a spot out of camp directly, if uh, you know, more than for just like a few games as like an audition, uh, which would probably come later in the season anyways, I still think this is a good chance to show um, you know, Winnipeg's front brass what lambert is about you know brad has kind of a reputation as being a guy who's a bit soft off the puck and maybe doesn't hustle back as much as he should sometimes he's a little bit over fancy when he's in possession and i think that there are some things in his game that are really going to need work but i also think in a lot of ways he's just rarely had a lot of skill to work with so he's kind of had to bet on himself being the primary primary creator for the lati pelicans This time, he's actually going to be surrounded by tons of really good players, and I think this is a chance for him to kind of hit the reset button before he likely gets sent to um, the Seattle WHL squad, which I think is the Thunderbirds. Uh, We've got a prospect there already on defense. Um, But, yeah, I I think Brad has a chance to maybe at least impress and, and show that he's got some room for growth, but ultimately I don't expect him to make the team out of camp. Uh, there are only a few prospects that I think really have a shot at making this roster and we'll talk about which of them they are because they're they're going to be guys who are probably a little bit on the older side and we'll talk about who those guys might be in just a little bit. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are talking about uh, preseason expectations and some things to watch out for as the Jets prepare for next season. Uh, We mentioned that guys and prospects like Brad Lambert might be getting a shot maybe in Winnipeg's top six and uh, alongside players like Mark Shifley. which, you know, for Lambert, he's never really played with guys this skilled, uh, only with like maybe Team Finland or something. But even then, of course, Shifley probably (laughs) at this stage of his career is probably a little bit ahead of a lot of the kids that Lambert has worked with. But aside from Brad, you know, Chaz Lucius is another guy who is probably looking to stake his claim to some kind of a um a pro level debut or something with the Jets. I don't know if Lucius is also really at a state where Winnipeg is really to uh, is really ready to integrate him into the bigger fold. I think, you know, his his season with the Moose or whatever um I think that that's a really good chance for him to sort of grow. Uh, his time with Minnesota didn't really go according to plan. So, you know, I'm not really going to you know, expect too much early on from Chaz. I think that he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, There's obviously a ton of gifted elements of his tool set. He's got a great shot. His edge work is pretty solid. And there's a lot to like in terms of his offensive IQ. But again, kind of translating that from um, college hockey, where things weren't really going according to plan to the pro levels, where uh, he's now going to have even more physical rigors to contend with it could be a bit of a jump and an adjustment period. So I'm expecting him to maybe have a couple of flashy moments during preseason and camp, but I would not expect Lucius to also be making it yet. I think both he and Lambert probably could do with a few um, developmental seasons. Uh, Lucius, I think, would probably have a little bit of an, I think he's a little bit later of a birthday, so he might have a more fast track thing. And I think if I recall correctly, um, Lucius is also under contract, I want to say which was a little bit surprising when it happened. Um, yeah, he he does have a ZLC, so we'll see what they do with him. Uh, obviously, a couple of games for a debut would be pretty fun, but I'm not expecting it. I just think there's a lot to contend with here, and unless Lucius really smokes the competition during camp, um, if he does, I mean, that'd be amazing because the Jets don't have a lot of really good scoring depth once you move past the top two lines, but it's just asking too much of them. There are some players that I think, though, are probably more likely to make the lineup, and I think it's guys like uh, maybe Daniel Torgerson or, um, you know, of course, we're talking about Christian Reichel. Reichel, for me, is probably a really good fourth-line option. I think he's shown off a lot of decent skill. You know, not exactly high-end skill, but enough to where I wouldn't mind him being Rotated into Winnipeg's bottom six. I think that he can support either Lowry or Gustafson effectively. I think that he has enough offensive skill to occasionally chip in a couple of nice points here and there. Um, and, you know, he, he brings some decent defensive impact. So I'm not like expecting a ton there, but I think he's got enough in the tank to give the Jets some pretty nice skill and uh, certainly an upgrade over some of the veterans that they've signed in the past. Torgerson might need a little more refinement, but so far it looks like early into his moose career he's a force to be reckoned with a very big physical player with a great shot and uh, you know he finds himself in really dangerous places in front of the net and the jets don't have as many players who track um, towards that style of game so i think he might need another year or so before the jets really want to give him a run out there but again you know winnipeg doesn't have a ton of scoring depth and skill past those top couple of lines. So if he has a big camp, which he might, because he's really shown some really nice growth in his game post injury over the past couple of seasons, I would be kind of excited to see him. I'm very much hoping that his pro jets debut is sooner rather than later, because I think he's got some really cool skill sets and tool sets, but you know, we'll have to see how his mobility is at the NHL level compared to, uh, you know, some of the league's top skaters. I don't think he's nearly as fleet of foot, but with the Jets, they don't really seem to care about that stuff as much, so maybe it's actually not that much of a uh, a detractor for him. The last player that I kind of want to keep an eye on during camp is Declan Chisholm. Obviously, Heinlein and Sandberg are, are going to be fighting for probably the same spot. Chisholm is kind of a very, very fringe candidate, but he's already played NHL games, and I think he's already recorded a couple of points, so. Chisholm is one of those guys who's just super dynamic, super explosive. He's got incredible offensive instincts, and, and sure, you know, his defensive game is still kind of a work in progress, but the Jets don't really have many players like Chisholm. is really the only other guy that kind of plays his style of game, and it's, I, I do think Heinola is probably, in terms of like high-level skill, ahead of Declan, but I think in terms of all nice results so far, Declan probably impressed the brass more. Uh, I I don't know that it was as stark a difference as some people might expect. I think both he and Hainala have both the same strengths and some of the same weaknesses, but we'll see how it kind of pans out. I do think he's going to have a big camp. I mean, when he was at the NHL level, he was showing off some really great lateral skating, great passing and shooting. Um, Every time he offensively activated, there was something fun happening with him on the ice. Again, sometimes at the wrong end of the ice, but it's just something you have to kind of kind of deal with and, and sort of accept it's going to be in his game. When he gives you so much offensive value at the other end, it's really hard to be upset. So, yeah, I, I feel like this year there's a lot of opportunity for kids to steal spots. You know, we haven't even talked about Leon Gavanki or Johnny Kobasovich yet. Uh, some of those guys are going to be really fighting for their NHL careers because there probably aren't going to be many opportunities for them to make the jump to the big leagues after this. So uh, we'll see how camp shakes out. We're going to keep updating you with new lines and any roster signings, maybe some guys coming into camp who could provide some interesting competition for our existing contracts. But, of course, until then, we're going to keep an eye out, see what the Jets do, and hope that they bring in some really cool players and give us something to work with as we head into the start of the NHL season. If there are any players you want me to talk about and what their roles might be uh, any prospects you're interested in hearing about, be sure to let me know at HL Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below for tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making locked on jets. Your first listen of the day, every day, be sure to make your second listen locked on NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. It's free and available to subscribe to on your favorite podcasting platforms. Same place. You can find locked on jets. So again, Drop them a follow right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.